G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 4. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Jackpot Joel Marshall, Dynamite Dan, back with us from leave next week. But Joel, spring is officially over. Uh, it's the first weekend of summer. We've got the last group one of the calendar year, although uh, not much excitement there with a very short-priced favourite. The Victorian action's at Pakenham. We've got an all-benchmark card at Rose Hill and uh, – uh, or at Toombin. There's, uh, there's a few stakes races, more than were originally scheduled because of the recent big wet up there, but they're very optimistic. They think it's only going to be a heavy, heavy nine. Yeah, indeed. Well, it's it should be starting to heat up in Brisbane, but, uh, yeah, we've just had heaps and heaps of rain the last couple of weeks. Obviously, plenty of washed-out meetings, but, uh, yeah, it's looking like it's going to go ahead Saturday. Um, it's I think it's still a heavy 10 as we speak, but uh, no rain predicted for Friday uh, at this stage. So should be racing, and as you said, 10 races on the card. Looks a pretty, pretty strong program, number of stakes races there, and... Certainly a few highlights as they build towards their summer carnival. And, yeah, the other meetings, Rose Hill's just sort of a bit in between, obviously, but Villiers coming up and a few other stakes races over the Christmas period. But, um, yeah, a bit of a ho-hum meeting there on Saturday. And the Packenham meeting, not too bad. Um, I thought it may have been a bit bigger, but uh, around the 100 acceptors. thought it may some of the races may have had more runners in them. Uh, the Packenham Cup's not too bad a field, I suppose. Um, just, you know, what, what it's been up to the last couple of years, I guess. Uh, you're not going to get any stronger quality, but um, it looks like Kieran Ma, David Eustace are going to feature prominently. They've got the two uh, at the top of the betting, including the Jamie Carr-ridden Smoke and Roman. So uh, good to see her back in the saddle on Saturday. No doubt one of the highlights for those that will be in attendance. Well, speaking of the Pakenham Cup, let's start right there. It is at Sportsbet Pakenham. It is race seven. It is the Sportsbet Pakenham Cup. 2,500-metre handicap, a listed event. As you alluded to, there are 14 in it. Uh, Mara and Eustace's runners are Mankayan and Smoke and Romans. A few other interesting ones there, including your selection, Joel. Yeah, it's a pretty open race. Um you know, there's there's no sort of real rank outsiders, 100 to 181 shots. There, You know, even the roughies are sort of given some sort of a chance. So I think it's a pretty even sort of a field. I've gone against the Kieran Ma runners. I've gone for number 14, Mimi's Award from the Hayes Stable. Just a, a mare that I'm hoping is on a bit of an upward curve. I thought she was good at Caulfield, second up. Went to the matriarch, didn't really have the run, uh, the race run to suit there, but she got home okay late. And then she did that again at Ballarat last time out behind Silent Sovereign. I thought that was quite a decent run. I think she's looking for the longer distance. She gets the 2,500 metres down on the minimum weight. She did win the SA Classic Group 3 race, a bit of a, a moderate Group 3 race, but she did win over this distance earlier this year. So I think this is what she's looking for. And a double figures, I'll have a something small each way with, without, you know, sort of being super confident. Eight Smoke and Romans, I think it's going to be pretty hard to beat. He just always runs well, super consistent. Been going through the grades, got to the Bendigo Cup and almost won that Group 3 race, just edged out by Wentwood. He looks a deserved favourite. Uh, two in a twinkling, I think it's one that is worth including at odds. Uh, the former Kiwi, he stays well. His Cranbourne Cup run was pretty good. They backed him up seven days later, out to 2,000 in the Ballarat Cup and just a slow tempo, didn't really help, but 
He was uh, pretty good late there. He will enjoy a stronger tempo and a longer trip. And 10, team captain. Well, no knock on the way he's going since uh, joining the Kamani Yard. Dominant winner at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day. Just coming back in distance is a little query for mine, but he certainly should uh, run pretty well. 14 on top, though, for me from 8, 2 and 10. Uh, I think team captain will run well enough to win from Smoke and Romans, Mankayan and Flash R. That is 10, 8, 6 and 9. For me, Joel, uh, Mimi's award was your value bet. Talk us through your best, which comes up in the previous. Yeah, race six, um, number eight, Ocean Beyond. Been with him for most of this preparation and he was able to uh, crack it for a win at Ballarat last time out where he was on the minimum. He had a nice run from an inside draw just behind the speed and I just see him getting the same sort of a run here from gate two. He stays down in the weights. I'm just hoping that that win is uh, giving him a bit of confidence and that he can put two together. Uh, it's a pretty even sort of a race. You can make cases for you know, probably five or six of them. I'd Ranting's hard in the market. I thought he had the race, uh, the run to win at Ballarat last time out. He does drop five kilos, so that could be the key to his chances. Uh, there's quite a few hopes, but I think Ocean Beyond, now that he's got that confidence boost up, staying down in the weights and getting the similar sort of run, he can go back to bat. Well, with some trepidation, I'm going up against Ocean Beyond with my best, which is Defiant Dancer, who's uh, dropping from that listed race on Oaks Day. Uh, the step up in trip and the second up form for Defiant Dancer, uh, both absolutely rock solid and just like uh, like them just coming on the scene uh, in these early summer races as opposed to being at the end of their prep. So Defiant Dancer for me, race six, number nine, my value bet. They had a great deal of confidence. He's in the last race, nine, number 14, the awesome sun. We will now head up to Rose Hill, Joel, in Sydney. And we find that your um, your best comes up in the first leg of the quaddy. And uh, that is race seven, number four, born a king. Yes, a UK import for Chris Waller. He showed a, a bit of speed in his trial. So it certainly wasn't surprised to see him up and up and about early this prep, uh, kicked off at 1,300 and found one better, but ran really well. And really liked his win over 1,500 last start. He settled just off midfield, just kept improving through the race, had to switch over heels halfway up the straight and thought he was pretty soft on the line. Jason Collett takes the ride again. Quickly to 2,000 third up. I guess that's the one little query. He's drawn wide, so look, I thought he may have settled a bit closer, but I would say going to 2,000 third up, there's a sort of enough natural pace here that they will ride him quiet. And I don't think that's a problem. I think there's enough speed here. I think he's a horse that's going to go through the grades quite comfortably. So pretty keen on him that uh, he can go back to back race seven, number four. In terms of my value bet, a couple of races later, race nine, number seven, Canasta. This horse kicked off at 1,200 metres. He couldn't get anywhere near the speed. Uh, as he, you know, he certainly does his best racing when he can get to the front and, and dominate over slightly longer trips. But I think he should have gone close to winning. He certainly should have been placed. He just had no luck at all. He was travelling really well and then went for an inside run and just didn't get it. He was barely tested in the straight. He drops three kilos. He's had four goes second up for two wins and two seconds. And the little creep out to 1,400 suits. And there's really not a lot of speed here. Oxford Tycoon with the lightweight will definitely press forward. 
but I think Canasta can come across and, if not lead, certainly sit outside of him. And about seven or eight dollars, I think he's a really good each way player. And in terms of a, a bit of a roughie in the last race, race ten, number nine, Tinker McPhee. I tipped her out a couple of weeks ago. Thought she'd run well first up, but I was um, certainly put off by the market move. She was a big drifter in the betting. They pressed forward. She overraced a bit outside the lead, and she knocked up. I think she'll be ridden quieter here. She drops in weight. Jason Collett to ride. $41 is too big a price because I don't think we've seen the best of her yet, and there's a bit of upside about her. They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday in Adelaide. Good for track expected, and you're saving the best for last here. Joel, race nine, number nine, Squizzy Mizzy. Yeah, from the uh, Philip Stokes yard, pretty consistent in her brief career to date. She's only had the seven starts, one win, three minor placings, but she's weighed in a couple of other times. A good maiden win first up. Next couple of runs is up in this similar benchmark 60 grade. She's been quite competitive. She just got edged out over the 1,000 metres on the parks track last time out. She'll press forward from this gate. Um, there's you know, a bit of size to the field, but not a lot of depth. I don't think there's too many hopes. So she gets her chance to notch her second career win. In terms of the value bet, earlier in the day, uh, no each-way betting, which is a little bit off-putting. But uh, race two, number three, Dalamax. His numerical form his last couple of preps doesn't read all that well, but he's put in some handy races and he's, he's had a couple of runs on wet tracks and he's just so much better on top of the ground. So hopefully we're working on a on a good four, soft five, no you know, no worse than that. He's had the three runs back. Thought he was okay at Terelgan last time out. Importantly, he's had three goes at the Parks track for two wins. So I think they've done a, the right thing here by jumping him across the border, fourth up, ready to go, hopefully on a dry track. And he might be able to upset the favourites, um, numbers one and two. Zoomban, as we mentioned, is the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday, hoping for a heavy but uh, fair and safe uh, track. Now, Joel, you are not among the tipsters there this week, but uh, have you had a look at these stakes races? Yeah, I can certainly take take through the stakes races. There's sort of a couple in each race that I like. Um, just before the stakes races, race five, the winning Rupert Plate, which isn't a black type race, but uh, interesting affair. Number two, far too easy. Looks a real talent. It's won three from four. First up win over 900 at the Gold Coast was uh, staggering, really. It was just a very strong performance. Not worried about the step up to 1,200 metres. He, I think, can measure right up here and uh, perhaps go to a stakes race next time out. Uh, the recognition stakes, race seven. Uh, mentioned last week that I thought Willow Tito was worth a little play each way. She likes wet ground. This is you know, as tough as she wants, but I thought she could run a, a cheeky race. And I certainly think the Horovian is going to be hard to beat. He's a class performer. If he gets a little bit of luck, I think he will take some beating. In the Eureka Stud Classic for the Phillies and Mares, race eight. Um, keen on number six, Tycho and Evie each way. She's a good, sort of versatile filly, this, or mad, this, this girl. She won really well last time out. They pressed forward on her at Eagle Farm from a wide gate, and she was so strong beating the males. Um, as I said, she's versatile. Plenty of speed here. So I think they can sort of hold a position from gate six and be sort of fifth, sixth, seventh in running, and she's going to get every chance. I thought uh, number two, Wanda Bar, if she gets the break, she's got the right form coming out of the Hunter, which she chased home, lost and running. So she's probably the hardest to beat. Uh, race nine, the George Moore. 
really intriguing race. We see Zoo Style, who was very impressive first up, out to 1,200. We've got this one down the bottom. We own a smart one, um, seven from eight. So built a huge record. They're going to be strong chances, but I'm going to be putting my money uh, the way of shooting for gold, number nine. Another horse with a, a fine strike rate, seven from 12. He's three from three second up. I thought he was very good behind Zoo Style, fresh. He was caught wide. Didn't have a lot of luck, but still found the line really well. As I said, three from three second up. Three from three at 1,200. He's going to be uh, mowing zoo style down, I would have thought, in the shadows of the post. And in the last, the mode stakes. So I'm going to stick with Mimi Lagarde. I thought she was a good chance fresh, and she took all of the 1,200 to get there, but it was a good win. She was first up there. She's going to have a stack of improvement. She gets the right run from the good draw. I think she'll be hard to beat. And I'll have a bit of a saver on Miss Hipstar, uh, an old favourite of mine. She thought she was a bit plain first up at the Sunshine Coast. She was easy in the betting, so maybe she just needed the run. Larry Cassidy back aboard. That could be the key too. Uh, he's been aboard in most of her wins, so she can certainly improve without surprising. All righty, the Perth Masters comes to an end at Ascot on Saturday with the running of the Group 1 $1 million Kingston Town Classic over 1,800 metres uh, at Wake Barrage. And there is a dominant favourite, as I mentioned, and that is number seven, Western Empire. If there is to be a danger, it looks like uh, his stable mate, Regal Power. If Western Empire was to win, it would uh, complete the cl a clean sweep of the three $1 million WA Group 1s for Peter's Investments, uh, Grant and Alana Williams and jockey William Pipe. It would be quite, uh, a, quite a feat. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, can't see them beating Western Empire, but does have Regal Power for second and then. Kissing all four cheats and searching rocks, seven, one, nine, and ten. Did you have any thoughts on the Kingston Town Classic, John? Well, yeah, certainly wouldn't be adding too much. I think uh, the all dominant Peters investments will be Quinella in the race. Western Empire on top, just so dominant in the railway. And, well, he's a derby winner, so the extra distance isn't going to improve a problem. I thought his, his biggest challenger was the stablemate Regal Power, who he knows a class performer. Really hit the line strongly in the least year over 1,400 a few weeks ago. They have kept him on the fresh side for this. And I think he's the, the one danger, if any. Uh, Three-year-olds usually run well here. So we'll put Search and Rocks in the mix for third. She didn't run in the Guineas. So we haven't seen her since the champion Phillies, uh, which she was far too strong for her own sex. And in for fourth, the one that could improve out of the railway at a bit of odds is number eight, Dance Music. Thought she was pretty solid there. She pressed forward from gate 14 to sit on speed and, and battled on quite well. She is a winner over this longer trip, and from gate two, she can get a softer run. But, yeah, I had seven on top from one, ten, and eight. And in the other uh, black-type races at Ascot, uh, we start in race five there. It is the AJ Scale Stakes over 1,400 metres. DJ likes uh, number six, Comfort Me, who uh, is... Uh, Ran second to Western Empire in that railway. Drops back to 1,400 metres. Obviously, they've decided can't beat Western Empire this time. Uh, Going to pick up this instead from Red Cam Man Massimo and Stage Man 6534. Race 6 at Ascot is the Tad Touch to Ernest Lee Steer Classic 1,400 metre set weights and penalties. For three-year-olds at listed level, BJ likes eight real danger to be two flying missile, four ace fire and three stay safe. In the seventh, which is the other listed race, it is the Ascend Sales Jungle Dawn Classic, 1,400 metres. 
set weights and penalties, three-year-old and up fillies and mares, BJ likes five, she's a charmer to beat nine, bright diamond, four, angelic miss and ten, real charisma. Was there anything else at Ascot you were particularly keen on, John? No, that was it for me, Bucks. All right, well, let's uh, head across to Tasman and at Trentham in the nation's capital of Wellington. Cancel culture has not yet got to the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes, job. That's right, yeah. A group 1 race um, over the mile, and it's a pretty good lineup this year. Intriguing, too, because we've got, uh, well, I guess a slightly disappointing Aegon with uh, Duck Eggs Plenty in his recent form. He kicked off his career with a picket fence, but... Um, Hasn't had all favours, had a had an issue um, in the Maccabi Diva and then went back to New Zealand, back to Sydney for the Golden Eagle, drew the highway and never got into the race. And now he's gone back to New Zealand. So, look, I think if he turns up in his best form, he can win. Uh, 9-2 Illicit will be hard to beat. 8 Brando had a huge weight on a wet track last time out. Uh, they've left him a stallion, the Tiakia team. So I think this uh, could well have been the target all along this prep and uh, 11 Travelling Light. I've got in for fourth. The best on the Trentham card comes in the last race, nine number nine, Real Slim Trady, who has been pretty consistent this uh, campaign. Uh, one and then finished in the placings. His next three. Last time out, missed a place, but just got shuffled back uh, mid-race and then was in a, a poor position on the turn, ran into a bit of trouble. But once he got clear, he hit the line really well, just hoping that uh, the step up in trip and uh, the good gate, he can settle just behind the speed and bounce back to his best form. Uh, the value bet for the program comes up in race seven. It's number 13, Carlingford Bay. Very good first up when fourth. Didn't have all favours next time out. And then not sure what happened last start. They went back and sort of lost track of, sort of got detached from the field in, early, in the early stages and had a tough task. Uh, does come back in distance and gets the tongue tie on. So that could be a, a vital gear change. Barrier three, too, uh, could be the big uh, difference because she's had wide draws her last couple. Gets a good gate here and she can improve at a bit of a price. Matter uh, Matter is the other meeting. My best comes up in race four and it's number 12, Campionessa. Very good third first up. She got shuffled back to last, then got badly checked halfway up the straight. Last furlong was strong and that was a good race uh, behind Rose and Power, subsequent stakes winner. She's been back to the trials. Trialed okay. You know, I've seen them trial better, but she didn't have the blinkers on, so I think it was quite a soft hit out. She'll have the blinkers back on for Saturday, and I think she'll be very hard to hold out. And my value bet comes up in race five, and it's number nine, Highlighter. I just got too far back and then was held up and sort of unable to really build into the race first up. But last furlong was quite good. Will strip fitter. I did have a wide gate there, so I'm expecting him to settle a lot closer from gate three and get his chance to uh, bounce back to strong form. All righty. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. First Saturday of summer. And brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel, the uh, Kiwi, the late uh, Kiwi racing guru, Alf Kneebone, had an expression, pick them to win and punt them to place. 
And we both found one better last week with uh, I Am Superman for you and Decent Rain for me. How are you going to get back on the winner's list this time? Yeah, very frustrating. I think I had five best bets in the paper last week. Four of them won, and the one that I went for me lobster was, of course, I Am Superman, which looked home when he shot to the front and then got run down. Um, so a bit frustrating, but uh, look, we'll go to Rose Hill on Saturday. Tricky sort of a day, but I think Born a King is quite progressive and he can win again. Race seven, number four. And I am not going to go with my best bet. Uh, just too much trepidation going against Joel. I'm going for one that Joel is actually tipping as well, but we didn't mention earlier that it is race eight, number three, looks like Elvis. So that wraps up uh, the podcast for this week. Just a brief one. We'll uh, be more lengthy next week when we'll welcome Daniel back to discuss Villiers Stakes Day and everything else that's going on next week. Uh, leaves us just to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you at winningpost.com.au for only five bucks, whole heap of form guides, 118 pages online. The 96-page printed version for $5.50 is in your shops on Friday morning. So have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.